0: welcome to woo with us i'm denise and i'm nicole and we are your hosts going through a spiritual awakening alone is not easy so we share our own journeys and explore spiritual topics as we align and enlighten our souls
1: we want you to join us and begin to believe in miracles magic and connecting with the other side
0: so with your heart and mind open come woo with us Hello, everybody. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Denise. Hey. So this week's podcast, we are going to discuss meditation. And the reason I think both of us decided this would be probably our first podcast topic was that I think for both of us, meditation really has opened us up spiritually, has kind of Um, not only connected us to our own minds and bodies but also to spirit to angels to source Um, I think if you don't have a meditation practice and you're going through some heavy stuff I highly suggest finding a meditation practice Um, so today's episode we're going to talk you know about different types of meditations, kind of, you know, we might go into some of like the myths that we've all kind of experienced, and then we'll give you guys some tips, um, maybe talk about um, our favorite types of meditation. And then I think we might kind of go in and discuss a little bit about oneness and what that means to us. So um, I just wanted to read this definition of meditation because I think there's a lot of uh, myths out there on what meditation is. So I found this on probably Wikipedia or something, so hopefully it's a good definition. (laughs) Um, So meditation is a practice, keyword practice, where an individual uses a technique such as mindfulness or focusing the mind on a particular object, thought or activity to train attention or awareness and achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm and stable state. So I know for me, so for me, years ago, I maybe nine or 10 years ago, one of my girlfriends that I worked with when I was going through one of my little, like I had found metaphysical stores and I was kind of dabbling in Oracle cards and crystals and Back then to me, meditation still seemed like a woo woo thing. And I, you know, I think it's not so woo woo anymore, Nicole. Like, I, I think it's a lot more socially acceptable, but I know years and years ago, and even then when I talked to some of like my older aunts, and <laughs> they're like, they still think it's really woo woo. But back then, I still thought it was really woo woo. So I was like, oh, meditation, like, I'm going to, I signed up for like a meditation class. It was a free class. I went with one of my girlfriends and I, I totally thought I was going to go into this class and I was going to be in like this transcendental state. And I was going to find out all of the answers to the universe. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. And we, first of all, the directions to wherever this place took us was kind of like in a not so great part of town. It was down like behind, like in like an alleyway in this little house. And my, my friend and I were like, Oh yeah, this is totally fine. It's meditation. Like these, they gotta be like cool people, right? Like it's totally cool. We go in And we're sitting in a room and there's maybe like eight or nine people with us. And then this teacher and he's talking, he's teaching us about meditation and he's like, okay, now, now we're going to go and practice. And then he takes us into like this little bedroom area and there's like two couches and maybe like a recliner. And he's like, all right, I'm going to turn the lights down now and set a timer and everyone just close their eyes and meditate. And I mean, I'm thinking, I was thinking about this story the other day and I was like, what in the world, first of all, were we thinking going into this weird room with a bunch of people, you know, that we don't know in the dark, but that's besides the point. So then we're sitting in a room with a bunch of strangers in the dark, like, you know, like shoulder to shoulder with each other. And he's like, oh yeah, calm your mind. And I'm like, what? And and he never went into like, the fact that your mind doesn't calm down ever, right? Like I think that so many people think that they're doing meditation wrong because their mind doesn't calm down, and I'm like, uh, no, that's the point. You know, I've been doing this for ten years now, and my mind still wanders, right? It's a practice. It's training your brain to to be aware when your thoughts are wandering and and being judgmental, right? It's just just understanding that your thoughts aren't you. At least that's my perspective of meditation is that kind of how yeah I would agree with that yeah and so I was very disappointed in that experience (laughs) and I did not meditate for probably another two to three years and I found myself um I was married I gained a son um so I was like instant mom of they were both five at the time instant mom of two five-year-olds and I was so like high strung at the time because I was in a job that I really didn't like. It was sales. There was a lot of pressure, two, five-year-old kids. I was like snapping at them constantly, right? Anything they would do. And I was like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that mom. And I had heard somewhere about like, you can, meditation can train you to find that space between your reaction, right? So that you can take that moment and be like, what? I'm not going to react to this in the way that I, that I would have originally. So that's when I started doing meditation again. And that's when I found the apps and I found the YouTube videos and started doing more of the guided things. And that was kind of like my parlay into my meditation practice now, which has totally evolved over the years. And, and I, I honestly do different types of meditations all the time. So that's kind of my introduction into meditation and kind of some of the myths that I want to bust out there about that. Um, What about you? How was your meditation experience?
1: (laughs) I think that I, like you, had a bunch of misunderstandings about what meditation was. Um, It was when I was a lot younger. I was probably in my early 20s and um my grandma my grandma who was very into meditation and spirituality and crystals um, she'd given me a book and told me just to start practicing meditation and i remember getting so frustrated with myself because i couldn't shut my mind up i mean i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie i probably have some form of add or adhd and my mind is going constantly. And I was very irritated with myself because I wasn't shutting my mind off. I didn't see what I was gaining from just sitting there. Um, I I just I had a bunch of like misconceptions in my head and it. It prevented me from getting anywhere with it. So because of my frustration, I just stopped. Um, And then a little later, I remember uh, my grandma again, had a group that would um, meditate and it was a really cool experience but i still always felt like i'm with all these people who are like meditating every day and like i'm not doing this right i can't be doing this right like they're telling me that in a past life i was a doctor and (laughs) this is going to be my future and blah 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 and i'm like what you get this from meditation i'm not getting any of this stuff so again i felt disappointed and i stopped meditating so recently, I do have to say it's come in line with my spiritual awakening. Um, I've sought out different kinds of meditation just to kind of feel what's right for me. Um, guided meditation has been like a big thing for me to start off with just because I'm very much like, I have to know that I'm doing it right. So I want someone else to tell me how to do it. You know what I mean? So guided meditation was my first way to go. Um, and you know, I think, it works for some people and I think it doesn't work for other people. Other people maybe just know how to do it and having someone talk can be distracting, you know, but for me, I felt like I needed someone to help me at the beginning. So, um, I'm getting better about meditating at least every morning. Um, you know, and it's anywhere between five minutes and sometimes it's an hour, you know, it, it just depends on what I feel like I need that day um, my, my first focus is just to kind of calm myself. Um, I always want to raise my vibration and try to, you know, work with my angels and guides and my loved ones and just kind of just raise my vibe for the day, you know, help me. I always ask to be, you know, a tool, um, to bring healing and love to other people throughout the day. So, um, and like, Denise said, when you're a mom and I was a single mom and I had two kids and I was going through all kinds of things like hating my job and hating my ex and going to court and my parents getting divorced and everything imaginable and I'm taking it out on my kids. You know what I mean? Like I'm just reacting and meditation was very good for me to get to that place where I can stop my mind for a second, take a breath, kind of quickly understand why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling and change my reaction for it. So I would agree with Denise that getting into that practice really did change. I'm not saying I'm Zen all the time. I still yell at my kids. Don't get me wrong. I still get frustrated. There's still times where I'm driving and you know i cuss out the car in front of me because you know i feel like they're idiots and they don't know how to drive and whatever i still have that right but i do also have more times where i can take a breath in between and center myself and remind myself like in the scheme of life this is not a big deal you do not need to react this way you're only hurting yourself when you let yourself get amped up like that so it has brought me to a place where I can calm down. And just to dispel myths to people, you do not have to sit here for hours and meditate. You can be just doing a five-minute meditation every day, and that will do wonders for you, you know? And also, like, Denise and I thought, like, we were supposed to get, like, these, you know, messages and, you know, go to this astral plane and like see all these crazy things and like that's not necessarily the point of meditation and I also think as you practice something you get better like I played the flute when I was in seventh grade I was horrible but when I practiced I could play something besides hot cross buns so you have to kind of look at meditation like that too like you're probably not going to get messages and go to a different place and, I don't know, meditate for multiple hours. One, you may never get that way. And two, it's going to take some practice. So just be patient with yourself. This is not a contest. This is not something that you need to introduce judgment to yourself. Like this is something to Give yourself some time to love yourself. So don't make it something where you're judging yourself because your mind is going off in a bunch of different directions. Like Denise said, just be aware that your mind is thinking that. And just kind of, Julie always says, let it pass by you like a cloud. Like, okay, I see you thought. I'm just going to let you go by. You can tell, like, when you jump into a thought, because your thought will go from that thought to like deeper in that thought to like another thought to another thought. If you just let it float past, you have the thought, it float past, there may be another one that comes, but you just don't get into it. You don't delve into the thought. So I kind of feel like for me, that was the purpose of meditation.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. You were saying, you know, it's also about not, not even so, I mean, yes, it is about the recognizing when you're about to react to something, but even when you do react, recognizing afterwards that you reacted because yeah. I I can remember losing my mind and then just going about my business, like nothing happened. And now I freak out on my kids and I walk away, I recognize I freaked out on my kids now. And then I go back and I can apologize and I can say this is because mommy is under this pressure or this, that, and the other, and this is not your fault, and blah, blah, blah. I just, I just see myself as a as a more calm individual after having a meditation practice. And it could be a mixture of 20 other things that I've changed in my life too. But I know on the days that I miss my meditation in the morning that I'm, I'm more apt to have those reactions. Um, And, and, you know, just to, just to point out, like I, yes, I found my meditation practice. I need to do it every morning. Some people, you might only need it once a week. You might only need, you might just do it before you go to bed every night. You might do it once or twice a week. It's all about finding what works for you and not listening to society or listening to Mm -hmm. us tell you what you're supposed to do or not to do. And it's not sitting in a, I always, even in the guided meditations hate when they're like, sit in an upright position. And I'm like, no, I work better when I'm lying down. You know, I'm more comfortable that way. Some people can't lie down because they'll fall asleep and they have to sit up. So it's like, Don't even let the guided meditations make you feel um, what you have to do. Do what you know works for you. And that is a practice. That is getting to know yourself, getting to know your own mind, your own body, and working through that. Um, So, Nicole, do you want to go into, because I think it's a really good thing to let people know how many different types of meditation there are. Because I know when I first started, I thought it was like just all about this transcend transcendental, like sit on a pillow, you know, and <laughs> hold your fingers together and chant Om, and you were gonna like you know, be like you know lifted into some other state, and then finding mindfulness kind of down the road is kind of how I started. But there are so many other options for people. Oh yeah, there's to- a ton,
1: and some of them kind of mix together. So first you know you have guided versus unguided um guided is going to be where you're actually hearing someone like prepare you for like you know like like denise said how to sit and where to be and how to get your mind into a good space and they'll usually have some kind of music or a sound in the background um and then they kind of bring you back so you know like i said guided meditation works for some people sometimes it works better for beginners When you're just first starting out. Um, But guided meditation can also be distracting. First of all, you may not like the sounds that you're hearing. Maybe you don't want sounds at all, you know? Um, So unguided is kind of you doing your own thing. Um, I now know some guided meditations by heart. So I kind of do it on my own and in my own way. Um, But then there's also times where uh, just I'll listen to a a music or a song or a sound or nothing and, um, do my meditation that way. So there really, there isn't a wrong way to do it. I just want you to understand that there are so many ways to meditate, Um, mindfulness meditation. This is kind of focused from, you know, Buddhist teachings, Um, you're kind of paying attention to your thoughts. Uh, You're not judging them. You're just kind of letting them pass. You're concentrating on your awareness. Um, Sometimes you can even focus on an object. Uh, They say like focusing on your breath is a good way to get into a meditative state. Like you're focusing on what your body's doing. Maybe how the breath is feeling as it comes in and goes out or how your body is reacting to breathing. You know, your stomach moving up and down. so that's kind of a good way also to get yourself into a meditative state is by focusing on something that doesn't require thought your body is automatically breathing and you're just kind of focusing on on that and what it feels like um they also have what's called spiritual meditations Um, you know i think that this focuses on all different aspects it can be spiritual it can be religious um I think you're focusing more on like a deeper meaning for you know spirituality and religion Um, you're trying to get connected to a higher power, you know God source, I am you know the universe, whatever you call it. Um, kind of like a way to worship, I think it would kind of be like another way of. Praying. How people? Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking, praying, you know, you're, you're kind of praying, you know, Um and then there's going, there's a focus meditation where you're kind of focusing on any of your five senses. So, you know, again, you can focus on your breath, you can focus on counting something, you can focus on listening to something, um, you can focus on staring at a candle flame. Um, you can count your breaths, uh, you're outside. You want to look up at the stars or you look at the moon or whatever. Um, it's simple, but it can also be difficult. Um, especially if you aren't that into meditating yet, uh, because you can wander, um, but some people do need something to focus on. So that could be a way of you being able to focus while you're meditating. Um, movement meditation, which is one that I find interesting, because I honestly think that that's probably a way that I've meditated before I ever knew what meditation was. Um, I used to run. And when I would run, I found that my head would just be clear, you know. Um, So when I think of movement meditation, I think of it as like doing an activity, maybe you're walking, maybe you're walking in nature, maybe you're doing an activity like you're gardening. Um, You know, they say it's gentle forms of movement. But like I said, I was running and I felt like it was meditation for me. Even when I do my workouts, I feel like it's a form of meditation. It kind of gets my mind to stop thinking about The things and just focus on like the right now and what I'm doing, and it clears my mind and it just brings me peace. So, movement meditation may be easy for some people, you know. Maybe, like, like I said, I kind of worry that I have like ADD or ADHD. Maybe I need to be doing something while I'm meditating, so I'm not so right worried about
0: my thoughts, you know, like yoga and yoga is a big yes, moving meditation.
1: they always combine not always but a lot of times they combine you know meditation and yoga together um mantra meditation is what denise kind of referred to before it's going to be like you're saying something over and over again a lot of people will make a sound like they'll say om Um, Maybe they'll repeat like a word or a phrase over and over again. Um, There really aren't any rules, so you can do whatever you feel like you need to do. Um, And You can speak loud, you can speak quietly, you can just say it in your head, but it's just focusing on breathing and saying that word or phrase or sound over and over again. Have you done a lot with mantra meditation, Denise? I haven't experienced too much with mantra meditation. So
0: I did. I've never done mantra meditation like meditation practice, but back when I was um, right after my divorce, I was a single mom and I had a lot going on. I just naturally, when I would go to bed, I would say two phrases to put myself to sleep, and they were just like positive. Like I think I would say, "I am full of love. I am full of peace," and that's how I would fall asleep at night. Because otherwise, I was like thinking about what am I going to do? How am I going to make money? How am I going to take care of my kid? Like my mind would never stop. And so it's funny when I look back at that and like, I did it naturally without knowing what I was doing. Yes. Yeah. And that's one thing that I think
1: is interesting about going through these types of meditations. When I was going through the t- types, I wasn't really aware of all the of the different types, but I found like movement meditation was something that I did without ever knowing about meditation, you know. So you may find through looking at different types of meditations that you kind of naturally do something yourself, you know. Um, transcendental meditation, I feel like that's that's kind of what for me, it's harder I, because maybe my expectations for it are that I'm going to, you know, all of a sudden have this giant epiphany or I'm going to go to this other place, um, you know, and I haven't practiced this too much, but I did find like a guided transcendental meditation. And what he did was he kind of got you comfortable. You're kind of focusing on your breath. And then there was like a sound that you were focusing on and you were just aware of it you know, and, but that was supposed to keep you from thinking about other things. And so I haven't had a ton of experience with transcendental meditation. I don't know if, if that's all there is to transcendental meditation. I
0: mean, I, I'm not familiar either. I don't know if that means like, are you, like, are you going to transcend, like transcend to what? Right, right. plane Are you just in like a trance state? Because I mean, you know, I've been in a Reiki session and I've gone into a trance state. So I, I don't know enough about that type of meditation to really speak to it.
1: And what? i don't know. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. So it could be something that you play a lot around with. There's a lot of people that talk. I found a bunch of different tips and techniques for how to do transcendental meditation. Um, There's guided meditations about this. I mean, maybe this is something that, that you resonate with, you know, Um, and it's funny because they do say that transcendental meditation is similar to mantra meditation. Um, And like I said, the one that I found was about listening to a sound, which I feel like is another thing, you know, that's similar to a different meditation that we talked about. So I don't know, This a lot of these overlap yeah and then there's progressive relaxation which is kind of like you doing a body scan and so you're going through your body and you're kind of relaxing all of your muscles you know maybe you start with your head like your forehead and you know when people worry they scrunch up their forehead. so you're focusing on relaxing that and then maybe you go to your jaws and you know that's where you have a lot of tension so you're focusing on just relaxing your jaws, not keeping your tongue at the roof of your mouth, you know just letting it lay down at the bottom of your mouth, you know, not having tension in your neck and your. um shoulders and so you're working your way down your body and you're
0: just relaxing yourself you're making um, as you're talking about it right now i'm like oh. good good yeah that's why <laughs> kind of, it's the point yeah <laughs> <laughs> and
1: that's it makes you aware of what you kind of do naturally when you're under stress like i do clench my jaw when i'm stressed i'm sure a lot of people do and then i also hold tension in my my shoulders and my the back of my my back and my neck and it's Focusing on that and letting it go, and it brings you to a sense of peace and relaxation almost immediately. Just letting that go, just being more relaxed. So, that's also another way to get yourself into uh, a meditative state. And then they have loving kindness meditation, which I kind of think of it like. This is something that I actually want to do more of. I feel it's kind of like you're focusing on a person or a group of people, or maybe even yourself, and you're just giving that person love and kindness. You know, so like what I want to start focusing more on is just envisioning the earth and all the people on the earth and just giving everyone love and kindness and, helping to like raise their vibration. So I feel like loving kindness meditation is more focusing on someone. It can even be yourself. Maybe that's a great place to start is by giving yourself loving kindness, because I feel like that's what prevents us from moving forward is when we don't have enough love for ourselves. How can yeah. you love anybody else if you don't love yourself, right?
0: This this was actually a huge part of my healing process with the person who abused me as a child. Um, I don't remember where I heard about it, but that I spent 30 days, I committed to 30 days of waking up every morning and sending that person thoughts of love and like good vibes, good energy to release myself from the anger that I felt. So it wasn't about (laughs) <laughs> even the other like person necessarily. Um, but it was about relieving the anger that I was holding towards that person and replacing it with a, a kinder, more calmer um, emotion. And it really gave me perspective, I think, on like, there are monsters that exist in this world. There are terrible human beings. But... Doing this kind of meditation allowed me to see other angles, like everybody kind of reacts to their environments differently. And some of them come out monsters and some of them come out like you and me, and we try to help other people. And I don't know why it works that way. Um, But it does, it does give you more, more peace. And I don't, I'm not saying that everybody would be able to do what I did (laughs) because I know people, when I tell them that story, they're like, what, how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know, I had to try something because I was, I needed to heal myself and you'll try anything. And that actually worked for me. So if you're out there and you want to give it a shot, um, and you're in a kind of a situation like that, I I recommend giving it a shot.
1: I would agree. And actually it's funny when you start talking about it, it reminds me of times that I've done that myself, um, every night before I go to bed, one of the things that I do, and this was from my grandma was just put my family in a bubble of light and love, and I focus on specific people. And when I don't have my girls, when they're with their dad, I want to protect them at their dad's house, and I want to protect their dad, too. And so it allowed me to focus on him and send him love and healing and protect him. And I will tell you that when I first started doing it, there was disdain. There was a lot of like, oh, my God, why am I doing this? I hate you. It does get you to a point of like, it's I don't know. I don't know if you just get used to it or what. But like, I don't feel that way anymore. And even when I interact with him and don't get me wrong, he did horrible things to me. And, you know, it makes it hard. And he still does stupid things that irritate me. But I can, I can handle it so much better because, probably because of that meditation. So I think you're right. You have to understand you're not necessarily doing this for the benefit of this other person. You're doing it for the benefit of you. You have to let go of that. You have to quit letting someone else who hurt you, control your continue to control your life. And so the only way to do that is just to give it love, give it kindness you know, and kind of let it go. And I think we all have to realize that we're all connected to each other. All humans are connected in some way. And by doing this, even for somebody that you don't like, I just think it helps you become a more caring and kind and loving person in general.
0: A lot of compassion for, for others and allows for a lot of grace, for sure.
1: Yes, agreed. So that one actually is a pretty big one and I didn't even realize that. So (laughs) focus on that one. That one's a good one. Um, And then visualization. Again, I feel like some of these meditations kind of overlap. And so visualization is focusing on, like for me, it's going to a place of calm. I love being by the water. So I may envision a waterfall or maybe I'll envision being by a creek and hearing the water kind of trickling over the rocks or maybe i envision myself being in the woods and being surrounded by trees and and smelling the earthiness um it's kind of just visualizing a place that brings you peace but you can also visualize a a person a figure um but again something that kind of brings you peace and something that allows you to use your five senses i mean like if you Maybe I envisioned my grandma and she had a certain perfume that she wore. So maybe I could smell her perfume and I could see her face and I could feel her touch and, you know, just try to incorporate as many of the five senses as you can while you're focusing on something that kind of brings you to a peaceful state.
0: And can I explain to that? Okay, I am not a visualization person. Like mm-hmm. my gift is not, you're seeing. I, I do not get the visions. Like a lot of people talk about, and I remember starting meditation and they would be like, imagine yourself. And, you know, and I'd be like, I can't imagine that. Like, it's not coming. It's not there. (laughs) Um, and I talked to my sister about this and my sister's like, Oh, it's so easy for me. Like I just like, clear as day. It's like, even when I'm driving, I can like, without even closing her eyes and I'm like, Oh, so if you're out there and you have that struggle to just keep practicing, um, over time, I have been able to develop it. And sometimes I do have to, like, if somebody says visualize the color orange, I literally have to imagine seeing an orange that you eat to get the color into my mind. So there's little tricks that you can do like that to kind of, bring yourself into that visualization because i know like that turned me off from visual visualization for a long time so
1: and it is like a muscle i would agree i think that i've always been somebody who i kind of daydream so in my head there's always some story going on in my head that i can almost see i can see the people i can see the places so that's been like a muscle i guess that i've worked on but i know that it doesn't come easy for everyone so don't get frustrated. Maybe this isn't the meditation that you start with. If you're having a hard time with visualization and you can always do little things along the way to kind of improve it. I I just think it's like a muscle and you just need to work with it a little bit. It's going to be hard at first. Don't get frustrated with yourself. Just do little things to kind of work that muscle a little bit, you know? So I would say that those are probably the biggest ones, they all tend to kind of overlap on each other once you start. I mean, they they talk about like, I looked at Headspace and I know they had a bunch of different ones. Um, one of the ones that they had that was a little bit different was about noting. Um, so you're focusing on things and then like you're kind of feeling into your body and you're seeing what you feel, you know, if you're having tension in your back, you, you note it, if you, um, you know need to let go of a thought pattern that you have or a tendency you're kind of focusing on it and letting it go um so that i guess is a little bit different than any of the other ones that we talked about um but i just they also talk about i don't know i think yoga meditation like that's a different thing but again i feel like yoga meditation goes along with movement so um you know you can make it just one of your meditation practices, if you want to just focus on yoga meditation, but I feel like a lot of these are similar.
0: Right. I agree. I mean, focus, focus, focus is all I keep hearing, you know, like that's down to it's find something to focus on and focus. And that for me, like, I agree with you working out, um, when I'm doing a high intensity workout, that is my focus and nothing else is going on in my brain at that time. So yeah, that is meditation. And if that's all that you can do, don't you think that that's just as healthy for you? Like you're still clearing your mind. You're getting your anxiety out. If you're like me, um, and you're doing work it out. Yeah. Yeah. No bonus. Like don't get so caught up in the fact that you have to be like sitting still with your eyes closed for so long.
1: Um, you have to have a separate space for it or whatever in your life, you know, it doesn't always have to be that way. Right.
0: So I think, you know, some tips for, um, if you're just starting out or even if like you've tried and you just can't really get into the practice, like you really like it's new years, you're going to try and do meditation all the time. I think, um, for me, like, what is your goal? Like ask yourself, what is your goal? What, why do you want to do this? Are you doing a meditation because you need silence in your life? Are you doing a meditation because you have high anxiety? Are you trying to not snap on your kids? Like it comes back to that goal. So, why are you doing it? And so, then maybe that you can tie to committing to your meditation. If you want to say, I'm going to commit to three days a week so I can be a better mom, that's adding that emotion to that to your reasoning, right? That's kind of creating that habit, attaching that emotion. Um, So yeah, so then get into your meditation space and set that intention. I am sitting here today to meditate because I want to reduce my anxiety levels and actually put that into your meditation thought process and tell your body what you want it to do. Um, I think a huge thing is, um kind of finding a time that works for you and committing to it at first. If morning hours are better for your household because it's quiet before your kids wake up and everything else, then commit to doing 10 minutes in the morning. If lunchtime, like I, for a while, I would take a break at my lunch hour and I would just sit and I would actually put it in my calendar at work for 20 minutes to do my meditation Um, and nighttime, if you're going to bed, just, you know, find a time that works for you and then commit to it for at least 30 days or what is it? 21 days, Mm -hmm. great habit, um, not having any expectations, I think is very important. Like me, don't go into your meditation thinking that you're going to have a transcendental experience and meet God in your first meditation, (laughs) Um, Get rid of the expectations and just do it. And whatever, whatever the outcome is, is the outcome. And let it be that. And the more that you do it, the more it will start to um, morph into other things, you know, like I know you and I, we now tap in and we use meditation and we use oneness meditations to speak to our spirit guides to speak to angels to work with God in different ways. Um, but that is like within the last six months, you know, like that is not (laughs) how it was when I first started meditating. So just don't go into it with any expectations. Um, and I think the last tip that I have is create a space for yourself. If you're that type of person, if you are, I need to have a comfortable couch. I need to have my blanket on me. I need, you know, dim lights, whatever it is. Maybe you need a candle burning. You need some kind of a smell, like create a an experience for yourself that relaxes you that you'll want to keep coming back to. And if that's not you at all, forget it, you know, but that's kind of a tip. Those are my tips for starting out on meditating. Do you have any?
1: I mean, you kind of touched on it when you were talking about a candle. I feel like for me, I'm very scent- oriented i guess i don't even know if that's the word i'm looking for but when i'll burn incense when i'm doing my meditation and i feel like because that's how i start my meditation i don't always have to but it helps me get to that state faster um because i smell it and i associate it with meditating so that again you don't have to do any of these things you have to find what works for you but i'm just saying you know my meditating, what works for me is doing it in the same space and having some incense burning and, you know, having a quiet place that has soft lighting, um, and a place that's comfortable. Those are just in doing it kind of around the same time every day. I'll take my dog for a walk. And when I come back, that's when I meditate, you know, it's yeah. my quiet time. It's my time without my kids, you know?
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so do you want to like really quickly briefly touch on oneness Um, so when we say so oneness was the word that our teacher gave it and it, it might not be her word I'm sure she probably heard it from somewhere else too but the idea is that you know we live on earth so you're you are an earthly creature then we are the human body and then we also have source we also have spirit um and oneness is like a complete connection to all three and being in a space where you are open and connected to all three and everything else in the world right it's just this feeling of oneness i mean i don't know how else to say it um And it's interesting because way prior to ever um, taking this certification, I had done similar types of meditations, just in a different way. So there is a lot of different ways of just grounding yourself, right? imagining that you are standing on the earth, that you have roots like a tree, and you're just connecting yourself to the earth, and you're breathing in. That earth energy, and you're surrounding yourself with this earth energy, and then you're coming, and you're, you know, imagining that, and warm white light energy from source is spilling into your head, and then they somehow meet inside of you, and that's the connection of source and earth energy. And there's so many different meditations out there that do that. Um, a lot of what I was taught before the certification was doing that to protect my energy in the mornings um, just to kind of raise my vibration, but also to protect my energy from outside sources. You know, if you're an empath and we'll have to do a podcast on being an empath, but if you're picking up other people's energies all the time, doing a oneness kind of meditation in the morning is really important. Um, Do you want to go into oneness for like how, how we've been using it, how we were taught? to use
1: it yeah I mean you know when we learned how to do Reiki with you know which is we'll talk about that more but it is like a an energy healing session with other people and one of the ways that one of the things we need to do at the beginning is kind of raise our vibration and connect us to source and allow this energy to flow through our body so that we can be a tool of healing for other people So um, she would have us do a meditation and and this is just her meditation. This is just the way that she told us to do it. We would, you know, envision ourselves in the forest. Like she said, the redwood forest. So you would see all the trees and you, you know, use your senses. You can smell the earth. You can hear the birds. You can, you know, feel the sun, whatever. Um, And then you usually find a place to like sit on the ground and you keep your feet connected to the earth and then you can feel the roots coming out from your feet and going deep into the ground and this this grounds you i think that's something that i need to focus on more i want to get myself high i want to get myself to that high vibe but i forget you have to ground yourself too and it's important to stay grounded you can raise your vibration but first you have to ground yourself you have to ground yourself to the earth it just keeps you
0: in your body yes or in your, your body yeah you have yeah. to remember that <laughs> yes so not all up and you like oh you know uh-huh. in, in
1: this is body. amazing yeah yes exactly so she grounds us she has us ground ourselves first and then you're using those roots and it's kind of like bringing up this tingly energy from the earth so you'll feel it coming up your roots and then you just kind of think about your different body parts. You know, you feel it at the tips of your feet. You feel it all over your feet. You feel it at your ankles, your calves, your shins, your knees, and you just work it all the way up your body. And not only does it ground you, not only does it raise your vibration, but it also kind of relaxes you, brings you into a relaxing state. And once you get up to your head, I always envision just connecting myself to source. And, you know, everybody talks about where you know the the other side actually is i know that is not maybe necessarily above us but i always just think of it as being above so i connect myself above you know i'll usually kind of naturally just feels almost like something coming down like a cord and just kind of tilting my head upwards and that's kind of when i know that i'm connected and it just allows me to be a vessel of healing and allows this energy to flow through me. And it raises my vibration. Um, and like Denise said, when you're empathic, you you pick up everybody's vibration and it can actually bring you down. So this is kind of my way of clearing all that off and raising my vibration. Is that what you wanted me to talk about? Yeah.
0: And yeah, when you're, when you're in that oneness state, if, you know, after you've practiced and, um, you you start to feel what it feels like. And when you can get into that state, like you said, we don't know where the other side is, but for me, it makes me feel like the other side is right here um, with us, right? It just here, just vibrating at a different level. And it helps us as healers connect to the other side, quote unquote, right? Like spirit connect to people's loved ones, connect to angels, um, it's an, an amazing practice that I think everyone can do and everyone should and try to do, especially if you are um, an empath, especially if you feel called to do um, healing work or or even if you're in the process of healing, it's something that um, it can just make you realize that you're not alone and that the world is so full of magic <laughs> that we it's don't, it's like, it's like you've only been told half truths your whole lives until you experience something like this. And you're like, oh my God, like, trust me, I used to think people like this were nuts too until I <laughs> seen one of those people. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my God. And if you are judging people that can do that type of stuff, to me, it's it's because you haven't discovered it yet in yourself. And my hope is that you can one day discover that in yourself. So,
1: Yes, I agree. I feel like it's a way of opening your intuition and your connectedness with even your higher self and with source, God, um, kind of just allows you to kind of figure out where to go and see the signs and the messages and the guidance that you're getting every day. You know, it, it just allows you to see it better and I feel like you then become a tuning fork for other people you know like I can go into a place and I can feel all the heaviness in the store like I went the day before Christmas Eve the worst time to go and everyone was rushing and they were all being rude and I just sat in my calmness and I just just envisioned myself like giving love and healing to like everybody that comes in contact with me, everybody that's in the store. And, you know, I think it's a perspective thing because I was calm. So I felt like things were calmer, but I also really believe that I was giving people a sense of calmness, you know, and I don't know.
0: your life easier whether or not it makes somebody else's life easier (laughs) I mean yes yes it makes me calm so yeah at the end of the day yeah you're the one that has to be calm and you're gonna have to go home and be with your family so right hey well I mean I think that covers meditation pretty well do you have anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap it up
1: no I think
0: that's All right. Well, thanks uh, listeners for listening today. I hope that you guys got some good information from us. Um, Let us know if you have any questions um, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss another.
1: If you feel called to do so, please give us a five-star rating. This helps our podcast reach a broader community and enlighten more souls.